on earth can stop this podcast? Hello, uh, this is Henry Gilbert, and you're listening to Cape Crisis. I don't have the sound effect cord plugged in. <laughs> it's Cape Crisis. All right, let's uh, wait. Yeah. You're listening to Cape Crisis. Issue number 51. We made it over the hump, guys. We did? We're halfway there to when I'll quit in 100 episodes. This is where so. we undo all the major changes of episode 50. Uh, that's true. It's time for a retcon. Brett, that was, you were a clone. I was under mind control. Yep. Uh, ultimate Cape Crisis is now... Uh, and your ultimate Cape Crisis. That's yes. Right. Your ultimate I Chris. I am actually black now. Your ultimate Chris <laughs> Antista. The African... Well, no, you gotta be biracial, African-American, and Latino. Yes. And... I'm a gay. <laughs> and I'm also here with uh, Earth 616, Brett Elston. Oh, so I stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, listen to me go. Mm-hmm. Boy, I don't know. I feel all comic book talked out because on this week's Laser Time, it was basically a Cape Crisis episode. More or less. But we yeah. steered away from Halfway through, you know what we should have done? Did you read the comics to by any chance? To be continued in Cape Crisis? Yeah, we should have yeah. done... Should have, and then we wouldn't have to do this today. This Especially fucking since. chore of a podcast. <laughs> well, no, the, the spirit. The second segment of that later time was an hour. I don't know what yeah. the final. It was an, an hour ninety and or an uh, hour fifty. An hour if 90. you didn't notice, it, it was late. I know that's been a usual thing. My editing program broke. I didn't think about that in regards to this podcast. I had to go into work early uh, and use that computer to finish. How editing. dare you on your work time? No, it was no, early. It was weird. It wasn't even light out when I was there early. editing. I, wow. I had to uh, go early for different reasons, and I, mm. so I got there at eight fifteen, eight thirty. And it was Boy. I can verify that. That is, that's <clears> not <throat> early. That's oily. Oily. I know. Games Journal start at ten. It's great. I get to work at nine a.m. every day. I wake up at six thirty a.m. every day. Bullshit. You wake up whenever EA embargo lifts. That's, oh, they set your alarm what clock. What the hell? Yeah, man. <laughs> The, you're in the pocket of two sides here. Big ga- I know, really. That's well, we lived it. We know you're a farce. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Cape uh, Crisis. It's a comic book podcast where we talk about graphic novels and sequential <laughs> art and uh, things that aren't video games. Mm-hmm. All right, I told, I wait. Told, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I would be spoiling a future episode if I said. Okay, anything. but I told you. Enigma keeps me from being a sociopath. All right. <laughs> um, oh, man, do we have a great... Yeah, this week's Laser Time, I think, was really good, but no, we had a was, great Laser Time in the hopper. Remember, people were like, you missed this and this and this. Do you do you have any... What, what, what was this week's Laser Time? We called it Super Tunes. Super Tunes. It's about just... uh, cartoons based off superhero comic books. In two hours, we can't cover every single comic book cartoon that ever happened. The segment that that was in was only like itself an hour. Yeah, we tried to go back to the old stuff. I mean, someone's like, you should have said Static Shock. I'm like, you're right. Nobody said Static Shock. That's that's definitely worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. Though Um, that was after. Well, it was on at the same time as Justice League Unlimited, but... mm -hmm. I wasn't watching Kids WB anymore at that point. Yeah. Did we mention Ultimate Spider-Man? No, because that's too new. That's not 90s. We well, kind of no, stopped was, in mid-2000. Well, there, what, there was, the I mean, there was the, the what's his name? The, the, the MTV one. Neil Patrick oh, Harris. Oh, yeah, was, was that Sensational Spider-Man? Or was it just Spider-Man? I can't remember. I thought it was Ultimate Spider-Man. I thought no. it was too. The no. CG one? 
It was not. I mean, there's also like Iron Man Adventures cartoon. Ultimate Spider Man is the current show that's on Disney XD. Oh, right. And there's there's a modern Avengers like uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that got canceled. Do you want to have nostalgia for the thing from last year? I didn't think so. So (laughs) Wolverine and his X Men. Wolverine and the X Men. That's that's why we stopped with we we only went so far into the 2000s because Justice League goes that long. But we only what we could we could connect it to. 1992's Batman Adventures. Yeah. Justice League, uh, now know, Netflix. Um, what was it? Uh, X-Men Evolution wasn't bad either. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I probably should have gone into that. But anyway. That's all laser time, people. <laughs> That's the laser time director's cut behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah. Right there. God, that fucking Fantastic Four theme song. It's been stuck in my head for a couple of days. It's absolutely hilarious. I woke up uh, this morning just going like, Johnny let's is close the a- human torch. The uh, thing just loves to fight. The thing does machines. <laughs> it was such a relic of a theme song. Really, really bad. For that era. We'll close with this segment with it because it's really worth re-listening <laughs> And got, that's the Chris drop. There it is. Have I not explained that to Phil Air? Why don't I explain that I am now on this digital ear? We're not trying to fill air. We've got a lot to talk I about. I want to promote the e-cigarette. It's uh, good for, uh, I haven't entirely quit smoking, but I have this little thing. It's a pink battery. With a chamber mm-hmm. I can fill with liquid of my choice. Today yeah. it's pineapple. Tomorrow it might be pomegranate or Mountain you know, Dew. You know who advertises electronic cigarettes? Who? Stephen Dorff. So now you're mm. you're becoming a Stephen Dorff type character. Which come on, who? Right? Who wants to be what Stephen, Stephen Dorff? What does Stephen Dorff say? He says, "I drink. I smoke blue cigarettes, and you get to do them in live in person and have them in the." Damn it! I'm trying. Why to, can't I ever tell the difference? There should be a light that says you're vining. I'm trying to vine a conversation because people have been asking mm. for behind the scenes vines. Mm. So just pretend I'm not here. Go. Gonna, you know, talk. <laughs> talk more about my e-cigarette. Well, with your e-cigarette rolling around, I'm going to repeat a joke I said before that they should just shape those like a Toblerone so it doesn't fall. Like, <laughs> it keeps rolling away from you. It does it every show. Doesn't. Oh man. <laughs> or maybe you should put like a pen thing. Yeah. We're living in a weird meta universe. The internet is about to we're happen. We're listening to the social networking of a thing we just did seconds <laughs> ago. It proves we're alive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, what, comic you know what books. Proves you're alive. What? Going to fucking free comic book day. Yeah. Hey, which I bet none of you did. I was uh, really. I was tired. I don't like it my local fantastic. shop. I know. I went to my local shop and like not only was it packed. I saw people I knew there personally, hmm. which has never happened before. There's never more than two or three people in there. Uh, and, and there were like people volunteering their time just waiting outside. You may have seen my popular Insta tweet of uh, Boberine, a Wolverine like Boba that. Fett costume. That was cool. He was just, I think, volunteering his time and hanging out in front of the comic store with free, with free comic book day balloons. There was a, a sergeant or a space corporal from uh, Star Wars. I don't know. One of the guys with the... Uh, the gray suits um, were British on his yeah. on his chest, and it could be admirals or corporals. They, they just seriously like. Do you know? I don't know uh, if you've ever had the pleasure of running into somebody you know personally in a comic book store. What do you have there? Oh, I have this. That's great. Here's what I like about it. I think a lot of people have to come here and listen to comic conversation because you don't often get to have it in person. Even with your friends who like comic books, and I've known this guy for fucking years, and we've never talked about comics until Free Comic Day, where we like, yeah, I just wanted to come down and support Free Comic Day. And, yeah, 
It was fucking. It was great. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for coming, Alex. In college, we used uh, there was a comic book store that used to be on the campus, and it was awesome because in between class, I mean, it, it had been there since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and then strangely, right after I graduated, they moved off campus, and it was like, why would you do that? But it had been in the same building since I was a little kid, and like all of my little kid memories are of this old building. And this is where I saw first saw posters for Aliens and Predator and knew what all that weird, crazy stuff was. Remember when? Remember what it was like when you used to see a Godzilla statue and not even really know what that was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you would see yeah. the Aliens, James Cameron Aliens, and just yeah. be like, that looks really cool. And I have this vague image. Of a, like I knew. <laughs> I hope someday I can watch this. Yeah, or like seeing a Stormtrooper helmet and not knowing what it was. Like that, that kind of yeah. stuff. Like that's yeah. how old and how long that had been there. But when I was in college, it was still there. And in between classes, when I'd be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to skip this bullshit history class and go hang out in the comic book store. And I would, like, bump into people I knew, buying comics, uh, people I knew only through the comic shop, friends I'd known since I was kindergarten, and they're like, oh, I'm just popping in to get my bag, your pull list, mm-hmm. and all that. I stuff. do miss those days. Uh, just my... I've said it before on this podcast. My local shop changed ownership. Like, mm-hmm. it was the greatest... Yeah, it, it was the greatest store before... It was cool. And then uh, their owner died, as is well happened to comic shop owners in their fifties. To all of us, and all of us eventually. Let's be, let's be real, Henry. But uh, but when it went under new management, like they changed it big time, and it it was so weird. Like the the old yeah. shop was all about lesbian the, esoteric comics. No, it was about the it was about the, the backlog. It was about trade oh. paperbacks and hardcovers. And they changed it to being like, nah, it's just the newest issues. What's yeah, on the shelf? It was like it, that old, the old building. Well, it's the same building, but yeah. the old style was like that condensed, packed feeling of walking into a comic shop, mm. and you're like, anywhere mm. I set my hand is something like a yeah. library. Yeah, and now it's like there's way too much floor space in here. What are I you, know. you going to have a roller well, rink? Well, like, like, I, I, I like what's ha- like. There's a. Well, one, I did notice that most of our comic stores now, um, the trades are at the front. And the mm. single issues are further towards the back. So maybe you get the habitual single issue buyers looking at the trades as they walk through. Yeah. Or I you think see, that's what people are going I for. I can see that. Well, when... But the, the, the this one here, and I think a, a couple of the other ones do it, like they do local artist showcases, be they comics or not. Mm. There's like a giant table for local artists. They come in and do signings. And there's just local art on sale that will appeal to people who like comics all the time and it's awesome my Berkeley store also like it was when I first went there seeing all those trades I was like this is comic book history all in front of me like I could read all of these and Mm -hmm. I think also I stopped going because I felt like well I did read them all I read all of these now like there's not there's not big undiscovered country for me anymore not in not and, and people have mentioned this in the comments like I think there is a lot I haven't read of Japanese books, of, Fran- of definitely of European comics, Gross. and of non and of non superhero stuff. And I agree, like I need to stretch my wings out a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I haven't right now. Like I'm not. Cha- I'll admit I'm not challenging myself. He has a tendency to get too close to the sun. That's why we keep his wings yeah. taped down. Nice I just tight. when you take superheroes out of it, I mean that's how I know comics. I it's know. not that I haven't read good non superhero comics because I certainly have, mm-hmm. but like that's what I want that medium for. If I'm going to read a, non, a, a fiction, like, crime story or a, a thriller or something, like, I'll read a novel. I don't mm. need... The, the pictures... Part of it, the picture... Uh. At, the visual aspect to me is showing me the impossible. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, a text... You know, your novel can do that, too, and it's your mind's eye, but it's, like, part of the fun is the, is the impact of drawings. And yeah. seeing, this char- you're seeing an artist oh, bring that, it to life. That like, is... That's what I like about that versus just reading, like, 
even though I love Criminal, mm-hmm. it's still like I would have read this if it was a regular book and people told me, hey, Ed Brubaker wrote a really good novel. I'll I read never that. read noir novels, but I read a shitload of noir comics. Well, mm-hmm. there's also the, uh, I can read ten noir comics in mm-hmm. a third of the time it'll take me to read Damn a novel. Straight. It's, it, and that's there too. And the, yeah. the two things I've never experienced on free comic book tag. Mm-hmm. But one, one was a really cool description of Saga, which you're bringing up a new comic that it, it exists to be drawn. It's great. Yeah. Um, he, I was just walking by and like he, the the comic dude who works there is super fucking busy. I, I thought he was in a wheelchair because he just sat down all the time. <laughs> and, and but now he's like running around and helping people, and he's like Saga. Why is this out front? Says, I hear. I thought I heard good things about it. What's it about? And he's like Ah, it's like Star Wars meets Romeo and Juliet with a shitload more sex. Gotta go. Like, wow, <laughs> great, great description. That's and a great was, way to put it. Yeah, that, that was a great description. And then uh, I went. The one thing they did have is like the fifty percent off uh, bin, mm-hmm. which I swear to God I norm- normally never look at because I kind of either go in there with the purpose or something jumps out at me immediately on display I don't have to finger through boxes I don't finger through boxes at comic stores anymore and I didn't realize that but that is a weird concept yeah um, and I looked in there and there's two sealed hardcovers of Wolverine and his X-Men or Wolverine and the X-Men uh, Jason Aaron's oh. Wolverine and the X-Men for, for yeah. like 75% off and it's That's like I've read these all books I own <laughs> I own these digitally but I I must save this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never done that before. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I... I, for some reason, didn't go. What did I do Saturday? If, seven, if 10 to 15 people ask me on Twitter to give them away, mm. then I will. If you go over 15, it's not happening. <laughs> Under 10, it's, it's not happening. You know, I have a lot of... Uh, I've got a lot of digital codes now for comment, for Marvel stuff. I should Careful, start those giving those away. Hmm, I see. Because oh, I was great. getting Amazing Spider-Man up until 700, and uh-huh. those codes are good for like 30 days or something. Huh. Well, no, I've, uh, hey, who's who's Mr. Popular? Who's on the hotline? Chris here. Old is Green Lantern? <laughs> wasn't part of the bit, the I'm 70s sorry. are calling. It's my dad. So literally. Shitty dad. Uh. <laughs> 70s. And not, all right, well, born. anyway, got, uh, yeah, I remember last year's Free Comic Book Day, I went to uh, the place by your place. Ah, that's where I bought or by the, your family the experience. That's where I bought. Yeah. No, that was the uh, when we're down. Not in that San down Jose in San Jose. Oh, what? we uh, went about that Axe of Vengeance omnibus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the day after Avengers. We were still Avengers. on the Avengers high. Yep, and uh, part of New Comic Book Day this past weekend was the Mega Man Sonic crossover, Ooh. the the Worlds Collide thing, which uh, it's been pretty fun. Mega Man hit issue twenty five. Yes. Um, yeah, I was, you posted uh, on Unity. Uh, the, I talked Capcom to Archie. Unity. Yes, Ian Flynn. Uh, well, not Ian Flynn, but uh, the Archie folks. They gave me. I was like, well, you know, I'd love to. I would love to do. Artist. That's the artist. No, mm-hmm. the people who run the business. Oh, okay. Uh, they were like, um, you know, it'd be cool if we could. I was like, you know, I would love to do like a, the twenty-five best moments in the series up to this point, but mm. you know, I don't have any time. But if you could give me scans of everything, I can read them all and then, like, you know, kind of print screen, go through them as I read them. Like, that was cool. Because I've read half of it, but I haven't yeah. finished it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I know, like, five or six off the top of my head that I would have, but I'd love to keep going. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, the next day, they were like, we love the idea. Here's, we already picked 25, made custom images for them, and wrote the text for you. Wow. And I was like, well, yeah. they put the they put the couple that I, you know, chose in there. So I'm like, okay, there it is. That really is a fucking... An- Bias aside, it's fun. Yeah, giant. It's super fucking super fun. fun to look at that Mega Man comic. Every frame of it. I just can't believe that one dude, yeah. Flynn, knows that much about. Is it the artist or Flynn that knows that much about the series? 
that makes it so fucking rewarding. It's so great. Yes. Even the first couple of issues go in the order that the bosses are to be fought in. Well, also I remember they and like they had they had cameo or like then he added in the dudes who were the power up bosses yeah. too. And then time keeps on slipping. It's mm-hmm. the second storyline. And then they also didn't he also do one story that was based on like the FMV Mega Man game? I'm not sure with Bass. No, not the best the one. The Super Adventure Rockman With Dr. Wily. Yeah, yeah, where Dr. Wily... I remember reading about that one. In the beginning, Dr. Wily kills a... Bu- like, just straight up murders people. Like, he blows up these helicopters and dudes chasing them. And I read that, uh, like, that was considered non-canon uh, not too long after. Because they're like, that's too cruel. Wily wouldn't kill people. Like, that was was a feeling of one yeah, person. he would. I'm sure he would. Eh, I don't know. He's a killer. Eh, he's he's too goofy. He wouldn't kill people. Mm. Why would they keep letting him out if he if he's a murderer? Like I feel. What? I don't know. Ask ask Arkham Asylum. We can't keep poking at that thing. Yeah. All right. So comic books. Read them. <laughs> I did. Well, Chris, did you read? Uh, did you which free comic book day books did you read? Did um, you read Infinity? Yeah, I did actually. Was it good? Did it's it set up a anything? whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Wait, what was Infinity? That was, I was afraid. That's it was the Marvel a Hickman's one. Infinity, uh, which was... It's setting up the big summer crossover that involves Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet and all this stuff. What? Yeah. Yep. I'll you give it to you on the way out. It's, you it's missed like, out on free comic books. It's like eight, it's eight pages of space talk with like Ooh. nothing. All right. <laughs> with like nobody recognizing it. They talk about universal constants because I feel like it, that is that like the weatherman in space. No, universal constant. They they said like uh, is Galactus. Like you can't right. kill Galactus because yeah. he has to exist at the beginning and end of every universe. Right. So you can't. So I've been reading New Avengers, which is really good. Yeah, the new New Avengers. Yeah, the and new that's Avengers. setting up a lot of because. Uh, and I'm wanting to know. Like, stuff. Yeah. It just got so confusing because there was like we're relaunching Avengers. All right, here's the Avengers Assemble. Here's Avengers again, mm. and now here's Avengers again. Here's New Avengers. Here's Uncanny Avengers. I'm just like, what the hell? And then like two years ago, they did an Infinity Gem story as well. Yes. So I'm just like, yeah. okay, please tell me what the hell is happening because as far as New Avengers goes, they just blew up the gems. Like yeah. Cap tried to use them to save Earth and they didn't work. So there should be no gems, right? Well, him doing what he did with the gems brought them to Thanos' attention. Right. He didn't know where the gems were. Right. Now, so that's getting Thanos back on the board, I guess. But I mean, but, I feel like they've advanced Thanos' character beyond like that's part of what Gauntlet taught him. I know, and, but and the and uh, Infinity Abyss and honestly, I feel like they have to regress Thanos some now because they kind of. They need I have to, to tell I the same it. story again, but he has to play the same role. He needs like, to get, and I get it. It's just like if they could find a different reason, like that Avengers Assemble story of like he's not here to kill everybody or whatever. He was just here to like, I'm here to rule Earth yeah. because you need someone to put a leash on this absurd planet. And it's like, okay, that's a different motivation. I get it. Why has it got to be a California raisin in a Mega Man costume? Because he's great. Just be funny to people who didn't care so much about Thanos. It's, Fuck it's you. You're wrong. Uh, did you read the Superman one? I did. It was actually. all reprints. It was. It, like, but I thought I read the first issue of Superman. Why was I had not read that story? What the? Uh, no, that was farther back. That was from the post Infinite Crisis one year okay, later. Okay, where stuff. the the another Christian kid yeah. from uh, from Krypton. Yeah, they 
none of that counts anymore. So, but it definitely feels like the movies. So mm-hmm. I can see why they included that one, mm-hmm. and it also will get you to buy the trade. But I, I did buy um, Man, the Man of Steel collection from Morrison by Morrison. Ah, the Action Comics one. Yes, yeah, and uh, yes, and I, I, I don't know. I was having a great time with that one. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, you, you like Superman being a? He's like, take this fat cat. I love him being a thing. slob and like. I don't know, just like at least, at least he starts together. out with flawed because yeah. he's just realizing the fact that he can be a hero. Well, and that he, he just still runs lets... around in jeans and work boots. It's well, such a cool design. Yeah, and I like that he, like, Clark Kent's life kind of sucks because he doesn't <laughs> have enough time for Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the previous, like, it's, it's a nice change from, at least when they rebooted Superman, like, mm-hmm. they made it different. Like, the pre, the post-crisis, pre-Flashpoint mm-hmm. Superman... The whole they they made it a point that like no he's he is Clark Kent and then he becomes Superman. Yeah. They wanted it because before that Superman definitely was the way Bill from Kill Bill described it. Mm-hmm. He's Superman. Mm-hmm. Clark Kent's his fake costume. Yes. So which I love watching those movies when it's like it, now, it, now after that Kill Bill speech it's so annoying. Whoa, Lois. Yeah. You just cut the act. Cut the act, Clark. No, that's what the yeah. That's was the whole point. He's like, well, people can't expect you were never this guy. There's no one that, who's ever been this nerdy, mm. especially with your looks and build. Yeah, that's what. That's honestly what. What's his face was uh, Christopher Reeves was so good at. He was he was good at being both. Like yeah. he made he made Clark Kent different from mm. Superman, and they have a scene in the first movie where he like shifts from one to the other, and he. And you can see how he does it. Like it was really cool. But I um, actually think he's a far more compelling Superman than Clark Kent because yeah. Clark Kent like borderlines on like Ed Grimley well, aspects of nerddom. That's how he's. That's how Superman chooses to portray Clark Kent. No, but he's insulting humanity, and I can't. <laughs> I can't abide that. Well, meanwhile, in action comics, I also like the cool part where I think someone finds out his secret identity and. Instead of even worrying about it, he's like, well, I'll just be somebody else. I don't have to be Clark Kent. It's like, I'll just be... If you discover my secret identity, I'm still Superman and unbreakable. Like, So yeah. I'll just be someone else. Yes, but the people close to him are not. Yeah, but he's that's his thing. He's pushing people away more at this point in his mm. life. The speed of sound? Yeah. <laughs> and I read Uncanny Avengers, the whole... The first collection is the first five issues. Yeah. And it's... Uh, is good. I keep yeah. I keep me wondering if I should bother. I like it's it. it's good, and I like uh, I like to see the mashup team of X Men and Avengers together. Like to see Cap and Thor on the same team as Havoc and oh, Rogue. Uncanny Avengers. I'm sorry. Yeah, you think? What do you think? X Men. Uncanny. X-Men. No, I do like Uncanny X Men a lot. I like Uncanny. I'll X-Men. be reading that soon. But I I'll did not. I could not get into Uncanny Avengers. I've well, there's a weird bit where. Are you still buying paper issues? Uh, like a collections. Man? Yes. I like to see them on the shelf. Do you the, need uh, the new things on the shelf, though? Yeah. I'm just on this weird kick where I... I don't know. That's my, that's my, our lifestyles that's, have gotten out of control. We work in geek industries with yeah. disposable income, and our houses are fucking wrecks yeah. of <laughs> shelves of things we may never touch again. Yeah, I'm in that point, too. It. It's like, I will, always, it. I will always play Link to the Past, but... I don't. I don't know. That's Do not, I need that's, this that's not a good example. copy? Toss. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but so the thing uh, about Kenny Avengers. Well, like like I said before, like Kree Skull War, I bought the hardcover because I don't want a digital copy of this legacy item. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I want to own that. But like, I'm not going to buy any trades of like 
even though I like Uncanny X-Men, I don't need it. Well, I but I also would like it. a discounted collection. It's not even discounted. Is it, like what? when you buy the trades, it's basically no, the, trade, the same price. No, no, no. Sure. They're, they're about five to ten. If you get them on Amazon through LaserTimePodcast.com, <laughs> uh, they are about, yes, but you you're save also about eight bucks. Eight bucks and six months. Yeah. It's and worth eight bucks to me. That's the weird trade-off. But, but it's still, like, I don't know who I was discussing Spider-Man's this with you. The... Like, comics are my biggest expense now every week. Yeah. Because yeah. I like to read a lot That's of a problem you've got into it. But Spider-Man is the only one I feel I need to be immediate on. The rest right. I can't wait. Like, so, but Uncanny Avengers, uh, I'm not loving what... So, in, in Captain America, they made a big deal out of getting rid of Red Skull during Brubaker's run. Mm-hmm. Like, when Brubaker... Stopped doing the original Red Skull when he died. Mm-hmm. Like, he was gone for the rest of Brubaker's run. And he made it yeah. clear, like, there's nowhere else for Red Red Skull to go. Like, he's not coming back. Like, mm-hmm. he's dead. We've got a new Red Skull. This girl, who yeah. wasn't an awesome Red Skull, but she was, she was I, good. I liked how they slowly built to her being that, though. Yeah. She just started as Sin and Crossbones, and that was cool. And yeah. then eventually escalated to, well, she's just a new Red Skull. So they did all that, but then in Uncanny Avenger, you're like, nah, Red Skull's back. He's, and he's, he's still Red Skull. He's basically the same. No even explanation of how he got a new body or why he looks the same. Uh, and then there's it's an interesting plot twist where, end of issue two, he steals a, Xavier's brain and puts it in his head. Like, he gets Xavier's telepathy, which is an interesting change. But I also think the Avengers really, they didn't, or the X-Men didn't protect Xavier's corpse. They just buried him in the dirt. Like they, they should know better than that. His, his his corpse is pretty important. Why was his Why would his brain not be completely useless? Because it's dead. I don't know. It's supposed you know it's supposed to be a sci fi vibe. It, I guess he had only been dead for like two days. So <laughs> no, I know it's silly, but but it, that's kind of the point. I I'm fine with that, but it uh, it just didn't seem worth bringing back bringing back Red Skull for. And then on top of that, there was. Um, they have a tease at the very end of like three months later mm-hmm. and they show the Red Skull is Onslaught and he became Onslaught mm-hmm. and I was like this is really weird like and huh. it's just a preview of the thing to come and and it's just I wonder too it's weird to have multiple Avengers books written by different authors when mm-hmm. you're so you're asking yourself what's the lead Avengers book is it simply mm. Avengers is it New Avengers mm-hmm. or is it Uncanny Avengers? Like which, which is the one where the real stuff happens? They make the... it work in X Men all the time, don't they? Well, but they keep those teams separate. Mm-hmm. Like Captain America and Thor True. are on all those teams. Well, actually, mm-hmm. Captain America's n- got kicked out of the New Avengers. Pretty in the, in the good on him. Yeah. Never liked that guy. Yeah, New Avengers can't. I mean, that's my concern with New Avengers is that it starts too big and like, uh-huh. I don't know really where you go after the story because it's nuts. Well, you read Avengers also, right? I think that started really... The first three issues... Like, no, I, I, uh, really? I did. It, should, well, they're fighting... They're fighting gods yes. on Mars. I know. It's like, oh, but uh, was, there was something about it that bored me. The first issue, like, no, we're going to call everybody. And they had this fucking sphere grid of characters yeah. that they presume that you was, open up to. And then what, was, New Avengers, I only remember... The only thing I remember about reading the first one are they in the savage land or 
No, I don't think so. They're, like, they're, 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 they're setting up Black Panther is like the, the, the Necropolis, mm-hmm. the area for Black Panther. I, I haven't read New Avengers yet. It's good. So. I like it. I'll be getting the but trade. But it's, it's basically Illuminati, the series. I see. Mm. Yeah, well, so I did read the first Avengers book. Like, that was the Hank's Corner last week. And in the first Avengers six issues, like, they do the first three issues where they fight gods on Mars. And then they kind of take Are a step. gods on they, Mars? <laughs> They take a step back, and then they do three single issues to introduce the new team members who are new characters. And I like that he, like, one of my favorite things on the Avengers is when they have characters who only appear in the Avengers because they're allowed to have backstory. It's not, and they get to have character development. Like, the character development for all the other characters happens in their solo books. It doesn't happen in Avengers. And so, like, the new characters, they had one who's, like, She's part-time Avenger and part-time member of the uh, full-time massacre. Uh, no, of the of uh, the Shi'ar Empire Imperial Gu- Imperial Guard. Mm. Like, and uh, then another one is Captain Universe. Except, I don't think I don't think uh, John Hickman gets what Captain Universe is. Captain Universe stays on a person for like a week and then it leaves. But this new Captain Universe seems to have the powers all the time. Was that in Guardians of the Galaxy? Somebody had it, and it kind of hung around them for a while, right? Well, but only for that six-issue miniseries. Then it was mm-hmm. gone. I, like, the, I forgot. The Captain Universe powers, are, like, they were temporary on Spider-Man. They right. were only there for a week or so. Yeah. Like, uh, And then the other person, they, like, Hyperion is in it, who is Squadron Superman. Su- Squadron Supreme? Uh, yeah, Squadron Supreme, the Superman equivalent on Squadron Supreme. And... Uh, it's uh, it, like he's not the Hyperion from another thing, but it, it's it's really strange. Man, if I could recommend, maybe I already have, but that uh, Supreme from Straczynski, I think. Yeah, it was a like, good series. Like about eight years ago, mm-hmm. Contact is the first trade. Read it, then read the rest of them because it's awesome. It was a neat, mature series. I like, loved I it. it. I was really taken with it. Contact. I, I picked up, uh, the, it was a free comic book um, from Walking Dead. Yeah, it had a Tyrese story in it, right? It, it was, had a bunch of stories. It was a... Uh, all flashbacks of Michonne from like the first page, and I haven't I haven't gotten the rest of it. I'm like, did I read this already? I don't even remember seeing a flashback to Michonne's life previously. As well, a yeah, lawyer. They, there was one. The it collects three: one new short story and two other mm. previously published short stories that were never remember in the that, that trade. Kid gets a Game Boy from. The... Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And it was nice. It must have been nice to see Tyrese again. Yeah, I missed that dude. He was a good character. It all went downhill once he got blown. <laughs> I did what? well we were supposed you know what we were supposed to talk about this whole episode well that's gonna be after the break it it was Iron Man that's right we saw Iron Man saw it together but I also nope. didn't want to <clears throat> but oh yeah I well, only this was their awkward moment one of the things I did buy and read this week uh-huh. uh, there was obviously comiXology because they know the business they're gonna discount a bunch of Iron Man stuff yep and smart I'm move like, yeah, yeah yeah cool 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 and then um uh, it was Ultimate Iron Man, which I've never read, and I, I love the Ultimates. I know, and it's uh, Ors- Orson Scott, Scott, Scott Card, and I like, I like, you know what? I know I don't like that dude. I know why I don't like that dude. I have never in my life read a thing he's written. Yeah, yeah. ever in my life. So I'm like, bye, 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 bye. I got to see this. I've, I've loved the Ultimate Universe thus far, um, and I. That's all I knew. And I, for some reason, that we, I walk into work and I'm going to get coffee, and I hear a bunch of people like, oh, I can't love anything he writes and then for some like oh, who are you guys talking about Orson Scott Card and for some reason my brain went like oh I just bought a bunch of stuff from him this weekend and it's like boo <laughs> what sorry Jesus Christ 
Go Martin's back to little... go back to the south. Yeah, gay basher. Go back to Dixie, Germany, man. With your no, I know. Well, we talked about that before with Orson Scott Card. Like, if you can separate an artist from their personal life, you know, exactly. Good I said for the same you. thing I like, said that's here. What like, you're supposed to. I didn't like it when Janine Garofalo was bullied out of having a sitcom by people who disagree with her political beliefs. Yeah, and if any of you have seen a Woody Allen movie, shut the fuck up. Yes, that guy's personal life is a wreck and horrible, mm-hmm. and he should Pretty never gross. be forgiven. Yeah, and same with Roman been. Polanski. I watched mm-hmm. Roman Polanski films after I knew what he did. Exactly, and I can make that separation. So, Jesus, you, like, do you even want to hear that it's Ultimate Iron Man? People, come on! Oh, that's no, the great. other thing. Ultimate Iron Man isn't. I was booing it because I don't like that. Yeah, book. I also like, how not a good. It, how long did it go? Four issues, I think. No, it was, it's, it's, it was two six-issue six miniseries. Right. Uh, I, ugh, I read but the I first stopped. You didn't like Baby Tony Stark covered blue? No, it's that was dumb. Like, it's just, I'm still, that I'm was dumb. It was intrigued. dumb. His whole body was well, brains. Anytime, they, any, anytime anything does the let's take away any sense that what happened to them was mm-hmm. special and not planned, mm-hmm. it's just like, then it's then who cares? I see what you're saying. Like, so like That's the spider totem. It's the same thing. You're taking yeah. away the chance that this... It could have been anyone, or the, the one thing I did, or that he earned his way to being Iron Man. It's like, I no, did, he had crazy parents. I that, didn't like. He had cra- he's had crazy parents, and he basically lives in Peter Parker's house. Mm-hmm. And they they drive up to it, and what the fuck is this? I thought you were a billionaire. He's like, yeah, my dad likes to keep it simple, but like, it looks like Spider Man's house. And they go in, and like, fucking old man Stark is sitting on like a Naga hide easy chair. Like, he is a billionaire. <laughs> Well, You're just I retrofitting it to make this relatable Spider-Man backstory. I oh, wasn't that into. I felt he gave like Rhodey a short shrift in it too, and it was just yeah, their relationship was awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, then uh, on top of that, like the ultimate, eventually oh, in the ultimate it. universe, they wrote it that. Did to take my headphones off? No, the, uh-huh. this is down the line, long after Ultimate Iron Man was over, mm-hmm. in an issue of Ultimate Avengers. Mark Miller, as a joke, wrote wrote that out of continuity. Like, he just... <laughs> a character uh, who was like... Oh, yeah. Nick Fury is in, like, a bar watching Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. And on the TV, the Saturday morning cartoon is clearly a scene out of the Iron Man TV mm-hmm. show. And he's saying to Stark, like... Out of the Iron Man, Ultimate Iron sure. Man comic. And he says to Stark, man, you made up a lot of shit. A lot of shit about your life. That's not true. He's like, yeah, but it was a kid show. They wanted it, and so, so ouch. That that's uh, the, that's not even canon anymore. So well, so most of Ultimates three was not good. That so. was yeah. fantastic. That was Poochie the comic. It, it is Poochie it the comic. I've, I've, there's there are those rumors they're just going to kill the Ultimate Universe. That's you know, fine like, with me. It's, uh, it's, isn't that what it's there for? Yeah, to ru- like, to run experiments and yeah it's, yeah it's and they pur- have been but that's the thing is like it's per- I don't know I've said all this before. its purpose yeah. has been fulfilled if they want to make a truly experimental area where they just play mm-hmm. just do something else what if yeah. comes back in a big big way yeah I'd still love to see that but I mean I I don't know just new ultimate number ones for everything but totally genuinely erase that continuity because nothing. Maybe just because I quit reading Ultimate Universe mm-hmm. anything like a few years ago, but I just never really felt an attachment other than Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then once I could tell that was running out, running out, I'm just like, all right, I'm done. Like it's weird that it always hits some. Cause in, the, in the beginning, it's great because no yeah. matter how much I love these characters and I know them, I'll never be able to get on the ground floor with them. 
and it's nice getting in the ground floor with these characters and then it runs oh this is just a regular comic now that doesn't take place in the same universe with the characters that are actually there's only slightly less baggage yeah Mm -hmm. slightly and now it's like yes that's it that's it exactly they they end up amassing baggage well now there's 13 years of baggage Mm -hmm. so it's like I think in some ways it ends up being more baggage Mm -hmm. because I think like in some in some Spider-Man comics they're like you don't need to know anything past the five years before Mm -hmm. like we, we won't recognize it in the comic anyway. Yeah, especially so if just, you think about what they're probably supposed to do is to introduce people to that character's yeah. universe. And if you're buying the other books, it's... Yeah. By the way... That you double the baggage! Oh my god, I read a great interview with Dan Slott about Spy- a Superior Spider-Man 9. Yeah. Where in that, a major moment of that, it's the battle in the mind between Ock and Spider-Man, or Peter Parker, for Spider-Man's body. And there's a moment in there where Doc Ock says to him, like, Hey, you don't deserve this body. You you thought for a second about letting that little girl die instead of letting me get this equipment that I could That's use great. to erase you. And a lot of people were really upset with that. They're like, Spider-Man would never. He would never for All a he second said, he consider. He thought about it for a second as yeah. an option. Yeah, he would never consider letting some girl die than to let him live. And the look on his face and, is like, yeah, I considered an option that Doc Ock normally... Follows, yeah, but I did. But he did it, it for option. a second. Doesn't and, matter. It's like, it's, but yeah, but people were really upset about that. So then I read beautiful. this interview with Dan Slott, who said, "Like, well, you guys think that's unlike Spider-Man?" And he named ten convert. <laughs> like, he was like, "Okay, do you remember the time the, in the '80s when the Beyonder turned an entire building into gold in yeah. New York City? Uh-huh. He went in there and stole a golden notebook that he was like, this will solve all my problems.'" And then only later, at the end of, like, two issues later, before he pawns it, he's like, no, I can't keep this. Was that, right. was that the, not mine. Like, the storyline the Fantastic Secret of the Petrified Tablet? <laughs> <laughs> and there was one, uh, and he named another one where he, like, Spider-Man said, oh, I gotta win a birthday present. He breaks into a jewelry store, rips open the safe, and takes out a necklace. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna take this necklace. No, what am I doing? But he just leaves, and he like he yeah. still ruined that guy's safe. Like, so he had these. I, I just love that Slot could back up with continuity. He out nerded the nerds who were like, Peter Parker would never do that. Yes, he right. would. There, he's a real. If he's a real person, he has to mm-hmm. consider every. I love that. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. There's every bit of, as much as my personality and yours, especially mm-hmm. now. All right, let's anyway, get a break so, so I can empty my. Dick. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Jesus. Uh, All right, so let's go to break. I have to go to the bathroom and fire a unibeam into let's, the toilet. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna take a break, and when we get back, we'll we're talking back about motherfucking. I'm trying to do an outro. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, Iron Man three on the break. Wow. Spider-Man, one with each Marvel superhero's Happy Meal you buy. Look, the Invisible Woman. Huh. I didn't see her on the bus. Avengers Assemble. He's back. He's back. 
Hey guys, welcome back. To, uh, you just said don't do I it did, on mic. Yeah, I know. You did. I'm sorry. I should have uh, expected you to do that. I did. That, it wasn't <laughs> me being adversarial. I, All I right. promise. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome back. Scolding myself. Laser Times Podcast Cape Crisis. <laughs> this is it. Uh, it's episode fifty one it. again. Just the tone you wanted to set, Henry. <sighs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so tempted to just start over, but no, no I'm not going to persevere, persevere, mm-hmm. just like Tony Stark, Tony Star- Iron Man three. But before we start, it's like Stark resilient. Before we start, mm. no matter what we say uh-huh. about Iron Man three, it will not hold a candle to the ultimate review that I found on the internet uh-huh. that I grabbed a small clip from. Okay, oh that ever since the Iron Man, everybody wants a new robot. Huh? I don't know why. You love that, that clip so I fucking much. love that clip. That guy. And also... I've made a billion robot hearts. Oh, I grew up And I don't know what it is about... Brendan Small doing that weird English voice. is a second language that makes you say the the, the Iron Man. <laughs> the And the robot hearts. The robot hearts. Did you... Uh, Venture Brothers, I thought it was going to be May. It's now June 2nd when it comes back. Like, ugh. There's a video online now of uh, eight minutes of the story so far. Oh yeah, given by uh, twenty. What? Who's who's not dead? Twenty four. Twenty four is dead. Oh yeah, it's more than twenty one. Twenty one, and it's it was like I I really cannot sit and watch a video on the internet for more than four minutes. Mm. And I'm like, yes, yes. On May the fourth, I. I watched May the fourth be with you. <laughs> yeah, but that's when I watched. I watched the red letter media things oh. again, and it was, it, it was. I sat still for ninety minutes watching them, and then mm-hmm. I, I once again told our our friend Charles Charles Barrett that he should really watch those, and he still hasn't. Still hasn't. And then when he started watching, he's like, oh, "Does he use his voice the whole time?" I was like, "Yeah, but just power through. Like you get used to the voice. It's good." He's like. I just don't know if I can sit for ninety minutes and watch this. Like that's why he said why he hasn't done it yet because he's just sitting at his computer for ninety minutes. He was so he was so precious with his online and offline time. Mm -hmm. He would never come on this these shows, and now he has a child, so it'll it'll never never happen. Uh, He should. I told him to just watch it through a YouTube app on one of his game systems. Like that'll work. I listen to it like a or listen to it like a podcast. Yeah. I well, watched, the visual I component it. is pretty good. I watched it on my BlackBerry Storm in like 2010, <laughs> like I know. And, I, in Illinois. So I it's like it's not them. hard to phone you had with like the you had to tap in the whole screen as the a whole button? the whole phone clicked the whole screen clicked in because it was like touch screens dumb. <laughs> it is good <laughs> airport viewing. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. But okay, Iron Man three. We watched it. Everybody yeah. wants the robot heart. We all watched it. It's the, it was the close of the Iron Man trilogy. And uh, well, it made it, it, it. I think it left too much of a window of being open to that idea. Yeah, but they also wanted finality at the end. Yeah, it did. Wasn't it, I? Didn't think it was ultimately the the right kind of finality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was with the way it ended was like the whole extremist storyline was something that uh, this was kind of nice symmetry or, or book. I accidentally read and didn't know the movie had anything to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> or, or maybe it's book. Well, but, it's but when only Iron, a little extremist. When Iron was... Man One came out in 08... Um, the extremist story, it was over. 
Yeah. But it was... It was uh, recent enough. It was re- it was still recent enough that it was like you could get collections, I think, that were kind of new at the time. Yeah. Uh, so And plus, I think at, in 08, Stark was still had extremists in him, maybe? Oh, yeah. Well, he still sort of does now. So it was like... It was a really... Rel- it was like, oh, well, this is... I remember like telling people at the time, like, well, now he doesn't wear a suit. That's old yeah. shit. But now it's like, here's the movie, and I thought for sure the post-credits or the ending would be, well, he's going to take extremists yeah, and, and, they, and use it. But then... An implication is there that you could see him having put extremists in him, especially since he took out his... Yeah, shrapnel. Uh, uh, the shrapnel and all that stuff, but it could also just mean he's... He's done being Iron Man. Like yeah. it's no different. Which is weird because it's, it's like it, it's a great, it's a pretty good ending for a trilogy. But part of my problem with the movie, and I liked it overall. It was good. That was movie number seven. Yeah, that was the thing. Is like it wasn't, and I get why Shane Black wouldn't want to be beholden to like mm-hmm. I need to service. But it was true that it was a sequel to Avengers. It was not a sequel to Iron Man two. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he was doing his best to make it a sequel to Iron Man two. Though, like when the kid who talks to Tony I is like. It. Come on, let's, what about the Avengers? Like, we're not talking about the event. This is not Avengers. We're well, not no, but... About what about New York? Well, no, but that's... That's, uh-huh. that's what makes it a sequel to Avengers. I feel like they and gave not, them, not, nah. Like, I, I, I watched Iron Man 2 before we went uh-huh. in because I hadn't watched it since the theater. Uh, I watched it because the train was three hours delayed and I missed seeing it with all of yeah. you and I came home like a sad fuck at 11.30 and like, <laughs> I guess I'll watch Iron Man 2 alone. <laughs> I watched it. I watched that and Thor because I hadn't watched either of them since uh, the theater. Yeah. Well, I and mean, it was it was a com- it was a continuation of the Iron Man world. Like it, it is, had all but like it was characters. it was no- nothing. Nothing in it was a reaction to Iron Man two. It yeah. was Stark reacting to Avengers. It was Pepper Potts reacting to after that. That Stark is still being Stark. She's now in charge. Like that's maybe the aspect that carried over from uh-huh. 2 is now she's running with she's running the company mm-hmm. one that Rhodey has a her, the suit all well, the, the time well the stuff with Rhodey but even Rhodey's just like he is also here yeah remember when you forgot Iron Patriot was even in the movie and then all yeah, of a sudden of like he how showed they, up they, they portrayed him in this movie like he was a celebrity of the caliber of Tony Stark the whole mm-hmm. world has heard of Rhodes yeah. Meanwhile, he's not only appeared in almost nothing in the Marvel Universe, yeah. he was played by another person yeah. in the first Yeah, I figure he would have been around the Avengers at mm-hmm. some point, yeah, too. Yeah, it's just, I mean, uh, that, stuff doesn't, that stuff doesn't hang, hang, hang well, me up. I It was think... more like, uh, it just irritated me like a little because it was a chance, like whether they liked it or not, this was this, the first post-Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it didn't it further that on that overall story at all. And and that's fine because on its own it makes Iron Man 3 maybe a better movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it did. But I, I thought think, it was a, Can we say that we thought... I loved it. Yeah, I, lo- I thought it was really I good. Thought it was I really thought it was good. the best third movie in a superhero trilogy ever. It might be. It might be. If, you, if you're to pretend that it's only the third movie... If you just view sure, Iron sure. Man one, two, and three as a trilogy in a vacuum, mm-hmm. yeah, and they work, it, it still works a, that way. It, it, it does work that way. It was though I wasn't thinking. I was thinking like, well, this is the next film after Avengers in mm-hmm. Marvel, Marvel the series. Yeah, but then at the end of the film, when they show, we're talking a lot about the end of the film, not much else. But um, at the end of the movie, where they have the like the montage of scenes from all three films, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, this is the end of a trilogy. Yeah, like, and that's why it felt like extra weird because it's like mm-hmm. so his story is it's not like final there's nothing else to say but it's mm-hmm. like he's kind of doesn't have any suits left yeah. he doesn't have the shrapnel in his chest he's got a new lease on life 
what is his role in Avengers 2 then? Like, mm. I don't believe for a second he doesn't have some other secret pile of armor somewhere, but it was still and like... He'll just build new armor. Yeah, I, I, but it was, it, was just, yeah, it was just weird that, like, you didn't end it with extremists because, like, that's... Because they stepped right up to it where he's like, and I did fix extremists, and then I yeah. decided to fix myself too. Yeah. Which should have been by implanting the new extremist stuff in me. I mean, maybe they'll just, maybe he, they ended this movie without him saying it, and then when Avengers 2 gets around, everyone will think he has no powers, and then all of a sudden yeah. he'll just go yeah. bloop, and it comes out of his skin. And it'll be, it was, uh, I don't know, it was also, uh, and then he, I, I find out stuff afterwards that, like, this was the last film on Downey's contract, right. so that was they nuts. have to give him more money to show up See, again. How much? But how much they reported that he made for Avengers alone? Uh-huh. Well, this is a new. This was a news piece I read that like there's trouble in Avengers world right now. It was the same thing on the old Avengers, talk radar when we said there will never be an Avengers movie because we'll never be able to get the money together, and we were all shocked and aghast when they actually did it. Mm-hmm. Now that conversation is starting. Yeah. Well, that yeah. because their contract like. They could be annoyed, but they still were under contract. Like, the plan was always to make an Avengers movie, so for all the main characters' contracts, it was in there. It was like, no, you are an Avengers. But now that Avengers 2 wasn't in their contract, yeah. I think that, like, seeing as how their movie made $2 billion, mm-hmm. maybe they should get a bunch of money to star in it again. Probably. Disney, well, like, Disney has the fucking money. Like, I don't want to have it to. Him. I know Hemsworth can't, like, grow in that beard all the time. No, I read that, honestly, like, I read that Hemsworth, like, he, this was another new story, I read that Hemsworth, uh, you know, he ju- he's finished uh, Thor 2, and he really, it's it's a lot of hard work to be in amazing shape, like he is yeah. in the but, Thor but, films. But what he's done is basically, is it not, he's going to be in a movie as Thor every year? Well, At no, if he's no, he's in this year's Thor, and then he'll be Thor in 2015. So yeah, but he was in Thor. Like other, he was in Thor. What year was it, Elston? Eleven. Yeah. 11. So eleven, twelve, so, and thirteen. He was. He Thor. was Thor. Yes. But seriously, like as an actor, like I that's, only get to be Thor. Yes, that is a lot. But so I have to work deserves, harder to do to not be Thor in movies, and that's why they were paying RDJ all that. that he was getting a shitload of money. The like, report I saw between fifty and seventy million dollars. For Avengers, uh, well, I mean, like, well, nobody had, else made that kind of nice, money. Well, he had nice back end deals because he'd been involved in the process yeah. for longer than all of them. Yeah, and he, he I guess, he earned that. But uh, other than Sam uh, Jackson, who was who was great to see uh, before the credits. In Avengers. Yeah, but it was, and then you hear like Sam Jackson had to hold out for money. I feel like the Marvel Studios gets just a little bit stingy. Like they, all the articles said, Marvel's notoriously stingy. I'm like. I'm not really aware of that. Well, they don't keep it's. They don't always keep the same directors, like because that's what I, that's they're what not going to pay them enough. Mm, like maybe they, that's a, Kenneth did Branagh didn't come back on because they weren't going to give. Like John Favreau, they originally he wasn't going to. So happy. I he wish was in that he was. He was in Iron Man three. Yeah, but I, he originally wasn't going to direct Iron Man two because they're like, yeah, we don't want to pay you. Like, I, we we sat, I think we sat much. in a crowd at either WonderCon or Comic Con and, t- and listened to him talk about. I really want to direct Iron Man two. But ultimately, want to get to directing the Avengers. That's all I want to do. That's all I ever wanted to do. So this is a good John Favreau. That's not uh, bad. And so he ballooned up a little again. He, oh was, yes, he did. It's too bad John Favreau was skinny at one point. Like, or, well, not skinny, but buff. Not if your first movie experience with him was Rudy or PCU. But yeah, he was definitely a chunky boy. Like he, he just is. But like I listened to him on. I've seen interviews with him where he just says like, "How does he? How did he get thin?" He hired someone to make sure he doesn't eat all the time when mm-hmm. filming a movie. Like, 
that's how he does it. And uh, but he was he was fine as happy. I I could have gone with them killing happy. Like I was uh, like you guys, you could lose him. Just kill him. Uh, I genuinely missed uh, Colson. Yeah, it was uh, I missed the presence of any shield? Okay, so the the aim that was awesome. Like when yeah. aim like came the, in at the beginning. I like the aim shout out, and then I also did like even though that vision of Aldrich, Aldrich Killian is pretty far off from the comics, from yeah. my memory of him, mm-hmm. he was just a scientist dude. I don't recall him getting a, becoming an adversary. Yeah, I don't recall either, but I, I'm kind of fuzzy on him in general. But, uh, but I loved why Guy Pierce played him, and then yeah. also I loved like the effects of extremists. Like whenever mm. that fight at the end, when his shirt is off and like it, it, and he's fighting, and you can see all the technology and the heat coming off of underneath his skin, like that, it all just looked really cool, mm. and it felt like a very nimble. Uh, like like uh, yin and yang to Iron Man with all this technology and suits and bulky armor, but that was also supposed to be what makes him think I'm behind the times. Because yeah. when he fought extreme, when he fought the dude, uh, the other guy, yeah, when he fought the other guy in the comics, in the it's comics, like he realizes, wow, I'm really outdated. I've got this big. Bulky I don't armor. have the response time on this armor. It's, yeah. I still have this barrier between me and the armor. Yeah, and that's what in you know motivates him to inc- you know yeah. improve. And, and that's instead, why, that's we, also what's surprising. Like that woman, his love, the the secondary possible love interest they introduced in Maya the beginning. Hansen. Yeah, my Anson. Like she's the one that gives him extremists, but uh, then he she gets killed before yeah. I thought the point was coming where he, she gives it to him. Yeah, and then another one of our things I think we all kind of agreed on, and I, and I get why they want to do it because. <laughs> At his peak, Iron Man does veer into Superman territory where it's like, well, he's so smart, so clever, and so rich, what can't he solve? Uh, but My you, impression of Iron Man in most comics, I have a contingency for just such an event. Yeah, well, he's almost he's Batman level mm. with that thing. Like, he's, he's getting got to it, Doctor Strange levels yeah. and crossovers where he's like, well, yeah. uh, Tony's thinking of something. He's got a plan. Right. Um, but the thing, like, you never really see Iron Man at 100% at any point. It's always, yeah. I'm out of power, I'm rebooting, I've only got a boot on. I'm like, PTSD. Yeah, there's always something happening. And it's like, I mean, it's true. Like, if, if Iron Man was at 100% fighting Aldrich Killian, it's like, I don't know that he would actually be able to stop him. So that he mm-hmm. always has, I don't know. But then they made it very clear that he could, even with just hand swipes, was cutting those suits in half. Yeah, but because they were so disposable, you got the sense that none of these were built up to the same standard as the others. Yeah, yeah. So Only interesting. Uh, what I didn't want it to do was run into that superhero movie trope of like, I've been the hero already, and now I'm sad, yeah. and I will lose my powers. And it looked mm-hmm. like that fucking line that kid whispers in his ear, uh, and it, it's, it's going to sound like a spoiler, but it isn't. We've been saying only spoilers. We've been saying only spoilers. So uh, do not turn back your dial. Because that's what all MP3 players say. Uh, the kid, how did you get out of the wormhole? Yeah. And like, how the fuck did you get out of the wormhole? And I thought that was well, going to... Well, he just ex- fell back right before it closed. That's what happened. Stop, stop it. I you you, you it. are the average comic reader right now. There are a thousand things Marvel could do within him going into that wormhole mm-hmm. to expand into different storylines. Yeah. There are a thousand things there. And I'm like, holy shit, are they going to address some weird shit that happened in the wormhole? And like... Oh, it turns out he has PSD. I'm like, no, I don't want his fucking uh, erectile dysfunction. I don't want to be Spider-Man kind of shit to happen to him. But then, then when he's crazy and experienced PTSD, he's actually a better Tony Stark. Yeah, making forty-five different um, pieces of armor. Yeah. Forty-two. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like that bit. I I also it was uh, so it's directed and, and co-written by Shane Black. Yeah, it was great, and it definitely had a Shane Black feel to it at parts. Like the his talking with the kid definitely felt like out of a, one of his type of movies. Yes. Like the the kid was he I was know. a cute kid, whatever. But so glad I didn't hate that. But though. Tony Stark was mean to him. Like, yeah, he mm-hmm. was just like straight up mean. He's like, oh well, don't have to be a pussy about it. Fuck yeah, you. yeah, I like that. Is like, or because we've got such a connection. Yeah. Like, I like that a lot. And I also <laughs> liked, um, there were moments where Rhodey and, uh, and Tony were hanging out together. Like, when they were hiding behind something, holding their guns up, yeah. I was like, this is Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is now Lethal Weapon <laughs> Getting too old for this shit start. Yeah. yeah, there were scenes like that. I, I did, wish they would have said that. And even though, anytime you have that many armors show up, it's like, well, they're all going to get blown up because you've, now you've, you've reduced the impact of them. It's ninjas. It's uh-huh. the ninja rule. If there's one ninja <laughs> on screen, that ninja's invincible. If there's 30 ninjas on the screen, they're dropping like flies. Uh, that the and that's the same thing with that armor. But what was cool was how they were all meant to constantly accept and reject, uh, accept and expunge yeah, Tony. Tony Stark at any yeah. time. That was a really cool effect. I was really worried when I saw that shot of uh, Paltrow, uh, the sexiest person alive. Uh, yeah, uh, not that, going there, but uh, the, yeah. she, when I saw her in the suit, I'm like, oh no. Uh, wait, well, oh, okay, she, okay. She's got her own suit in the comics. Yeah, in the comics. I was no, kinda, I know. I was kind of hoping they would go down there. I don't want to see one of Paltrow's that person. <laughs> Another you sixty year old, another sixty year old high paid actress who needs to be dragged in every. Uh, you know what? She's younger than Robert Downey Jr. Like, that's not fair. Like that's really she an unfair. Very pretty in that movie. I want to say that. Uh, uh, what was another thing? Okay, so the 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 the, the, the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Wow, I <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. They effectively took him out of the Marvel canon forever. Yeah, yeah. which is fine. Him. Because I, that is one of those characters that, like, he works in the comics, but even in the comics, I've never really gotten into him. And I loved it, and I kind of dreaded it every time favorite. you saw it. Like, and that it was a very, well, not a very subtle, not a subtle jab, but a jab at the Dark Knight I definitely Knight felt it was a jab at, especially Bane. Like, I felt yeah. it was it was mocking Bane. They hire a British actor who's like... Because before that, everything everybody says about the Mandarin mm-hmm. is what everybody says about the Joker and Bane. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have so a cold. weird voice. Believe, believe Listen to his voice. It's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was, and it's all a manufactured performance by. <laughs> that was. I love that line it's, when it's, Guy Pierce says, "Like now we're going to kill you at the at the place where you let all this oil spill and let your buddies get out of it." He's like, "You're blaming me for that." He's like, "No, it just plays better. It's a better reason for it. Yeah. You know, it's just this background." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the Mandarin, <coughs> the Mandarin is magic, so yeah, yeah that can't work, and they yeah. just built him I up. I mean, it, it, it's not like it couldn't, because th- this is now the same universe with Thor and aliens mm-hmm. in it, yeah. so it's like, yeah, you could probably come up with, I've unearthed ten ancient relics, blah, 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 magic powers, magic beats, uh, all the technology you have. Um, we're just looking at the timeline here. Mm-hmm. And it's that same, god, go, you jerk. There it goes. Um... And it's that same old, like, you know, technology versus magic. And it's like, yeah. that's an interesting story. But, I mean, that's also a story between Doom and Mr. Fantastic sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Iron Man's sh- like yeah. Iron Man's films have all just been about technology only. Like, yeah. it's the mysticism and tech mixing is really Thor's thing and the yeah. Avengers thing. So. so, yeah. And even though Iron Man won, I forgot. they. It seemed like they were leading to that because there was that dude who had rings. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, They just kind of dropped that. Yeah, they just dropped that. Uh, the guy, the second in command, 
extremist guy. Fuck, I forgot his name. And the actor's name, which I tried to make it a point to remember. The one who looked like our old boss. Yeah, he looks like He was the, fun. I liked him. Yeah, he was good. He was. Yeah. I thought he was fucking fantastic. And yeah. he went out in an awesome way. Yeah. That was a scene with. straight from the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also from really, the extremist guy. I did also love the save everyone... Uh, th- I mean, just also yeah. thinking about the shooting of that skydiving scene. Like, yeah, uh, a couple of those shots were like not fucking around. That's like really amazing. People jumping into airplanes. Yeah, that was that was crazy looking. I love that. And then the, and then the great reveal that his suit was empty the whole time. Like, yeah, it was all remote control. That was really cool. It had a lot of funny moments. Like his, his suit gets banged around so yeah. much. Yeah, like, that was that was another one of those red flags in the beginning where I was like, because Iron Man two, I watched it again, and I, I was the first time I'd seen it since the theater, and I was like. This isn't as bad as I remember. Some of the things that irritated the hell out of me, I was like, it's not, I built it up in yeah. my head over the last two years as being much worse. Mm-hmm. And then I walked in Iron Man 3, and almost immediately it's, look at Robert Downey Jr. be funny, look at him dance to music, look at uh-huh. him get hit in the nuts while his armor flies around, and then he does it and then flips in the air and does that same pose when he smashes the podium that he's yeah. working on and does the same pose that Adi Granov drew 10 goddamn years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Please don't don't gold member this shit and just do the same seven gags over and over again. Like I know that's what you're gonna do, and then thankfully, that's not what happened because I was very concerned that that was gonna be like you're gonna make the same seven jokes and references you've already done with like a different garnish. Mm. Someone who's just watched two recently, I can't get over. Gary Shandling's part as yeah, like this, so good. As like the senator, it's a, it's a funny part. And like at the end, like I've privatized world peace. Thank you very much. You've been a delight. I'm out of here. Fuck you, Mister. Yeah. Wait, what universe do we live in now? Where a senator says "fuck you" yeah. in the middle of a hearing? Yeah. Well, that that happens. It happens. No, but it doesn't. Dick Cheney said "fuck you" he once said, fuck on the off floor. to a reporter. And, I he, know in Congress, he said it to another congressman in the Senate, like but. where he could barely hear it though. I'm pretty sure it was a reference. Like, that was a good Dick Cheney. Uh, that, was, that was the pink one. The pink one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the same character. <laughs> I love that. It's a, a quick, it's a quick <laughs> side thing. One of my favorite jokes ever on Daily Show. They said that like it was uh, it was Obama's first inauguration, and they say. You know, we made fun of Dick Cheney a lot, comparing him to a supervillain and saying that he's like a James Bond evil guy kind of type. But, uh, you know, maybe we've gone too far. And then at the time, like, Dick Cheney was confined to a wheelchair. I was getting pushed around. They're like, oh, my God, he really is that monster. He is a a supervillain. All right. I run man. I think they did give him PTSD to not talk about Avengers, like to mm, create a, a distance with Avengers. But I mean, I liked it because that's the kind of thing a comic would do when something yeah. that crazy happens. Yeah. They can't act the, like that's normal. Yeah, now. there's the, a good series will have an issue, or like again, Next Generation, Star Trek. After Best of Both Worlds, oh, there, here we go. There's an episode called Family. Mm. After Picard has been turned into a Borg and then deborgified, and then <laughs> the next episode is. Deep the next episode is them on dry dock on Earth because the Enterprise, like the Federation, got wiped out. Um, the Enterprise is severely damaged. They're just like, well, we're already at Earth. Everybody just take some time off. Yeah. And there, it's a whole episode of Picard trying to just like get over it, get over it, and he cracks at the end of that episode. And for the first time, you see you see Picard as a character, like humanized. Mm-hmm. He loses his shit and just like they took everything from me. They've ruined me. And it's him, like, fighting with his brother, and they're covered in mud, and he finally just breaks down. And it's like, 
that's what this movie was trying to get to is like he had they're trying to have you even though he's a super capable hyper competent guy Mm -hmm. he just fought aliens in New York and was floating in space and his world expanded faster than I think even he could realize it yeah. was good to have a movie where he doesn't want to talk about it. And, and he doesn't g- do that all... Oh, go ahead. That's all. That, that he doesn't it. do that all the time, and like, but also it being the seventh movie in the series, like a TV show, because I, I yeah. think we can all agree TV shows are like kind of better written than most movies, because it doesn't have to yeah. pretend like this 90 minutes is the only thing that matters. Yeah. And it got to take its time yeah. and at least address mm. that, and I like that and calm down a little bit and like... Yes. Well, I mean, they still had big stakes in it, but it wasn't an alien invasion. Like, mm-hmm. There's got to be something that's big enough to get the Avengers. Though, I was also saying, I said it to, to Brett afterwards, like, when the president's kidnapped, Captain America should really be <laughs> called in. Or maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. should take an interest in this. It was like, a little unnerving how few characters from Avengers were in well, I mean, there was just way. one for, like, 30 seconds. Like, that was it. Like, I think what Cap... Two has Black Widow and Hawkeye. I know Black Widow's in. Black, I'm not Black sure Widow about Widow and Falcon. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, uh, well, but then you think Thor had uh, Thor's got Loki, Hawkeye, and Loki, and that's another line I really liked in the movie. Oh my god, yeah. The, in Thor, my favorite scene in Thor was the appearance of Hawkeye. Just mm. to see Hawkeye appear, even though he didn't do anything, he didn't even say anything to Thor. But uh, in uh, another favorite line I had in that movie was that. Uh, was, he said, when he explained why the Mandarin was how he was, Guy Pierce says, or Killian says, well, you know, after that uh, that big guy with the hammer dropped out of the sky, subtlety kind of died. So, we yeah. just, and he's right. You can't, it's hard to go back. When you go as big as Thor, and like, that's why it it's was, hard to go back. Why, and that's why, to me, it was a se- more of a sequel to Avengers because it's full of references mm-hmm. to Avengers. Yeah. Not to Iron Man 2. The Iron Man 2 things are like, yeah, the status quo at the end of Iron Man 2 was maintained. Uh-huh. But, uh, well, even that changed. Like, uh, Rhodey's now P- Iron Patriot. Potts is still in charge, but like Iron Man's all screwed up because of Avengers. And everyone in the world is reacting to, oh, that thing in New York, the thing in New York, the mm-hmm. thing in New York. They're not talking about that race at the Monaco with that crazy whiplash guy. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> Or Sam Rockwell still, yeah, they yeah, would have continued cares. Sam Rockwell's story. Like, like no, Yeah, and also nobody talked about say, Sam Rockwell. Nobody talked about what happened at the Stark Expo with all those drones. Nobody cares. <laughs> I do remember thinking in, when it's like two Dotson. Came, when 2 came out, I did kind of, I thought they were setting up something for Sam Rockwell to come back yeah. and get revenge. Yeah. But, but whatever. Well, whatever. All right, guys. Yeah, Spider-Man was, 2 good... made me want to see more of uh, Sterling as Tony Stark's father. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was good. Good old John. It was Slattery. a good movie. Um, I'm not. Yeah, not, the, the trailers for Thor two. It, I don't know. Something about it seems Oof. a little lower budget or something like lower stakes. Maybe. I, 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 you know, on the, that same subject, it being a considering these movies sequels to Avengers, it seemed something disinterested me about a, a conflict in another universe that doesn't mm. involve the Earth or Avengers. Yeah. Well, see I'm interested in seeing Natalie, like Natalie Portman, experiencing Thor's world, and yeah. I think it would be even interesting at the end of that movie. She's like, "No, we can't be together. Like yeah. this doesn't work. Like, sorry, yeah. you're you're. We both agree we're attracted to each other, but mm. this can't work. But I just want to see Marvel Lord of the Rings. Like, I want to yeah. see giant orc battles. I want to see all that. I want to see the big fantasy aspect of it because that's the, you know. Having it not set on Earth will make it different from all the other movies yeah. coming mm-hmm. out. 
But very true. So yeah, that and that is the next movie. The trailer was pretty cool. It was I'd seen it before, but it was cool seeing it on the big screen. Though actually, the Wolverine is next. When is that out? July twenty sixth. And oh, was uh, Man of Steel before that? That's the week of E three, June thirteenth. Oh, that's right, or fourteenth. But uh, yeah, Man of Steel is the next uh, comic movie. And uh, Wolverine's really next Marvel see those one. Fucking Fox movies play along with an established universe. Well, it is. It's taking. They're taking the X Men universe more seriously. Like, I hope so. Wolverine. The Wolverine. I, fa- I found out the Wolverine uh, very specifically takes place after Last Stand. Yeah. Like so. And uh, well, there's things circulating the internet as we speak. I that I'm saw that too. About I how the movie leads into Days of Future Past. Yeah. Well, but, even, of... but even that's like, hey, yeah, it takes place right after X Three. That movie from seven years ago? Like, well, it takes we, time. Th- yeah. Well, it takes time, but it wasn't a plan, right? Mm-hmm. The Avengers uh-huh. thing, the f- it was a phase, yeah. of, like 08, Well, no, they, 09, they had 10. a plan. They, they uh, From what I remember reading, they, uh, Fox hired Mark Miller, the comic book writer, to yes, give them a plan. To give the, they, it was like, we don't have a plan. We saw how Avengers worked. We're still going to make a Fantastic Four and an X-Men movie. We still have this stuff, and we're not giving it up. So could you help us formulate a phase of our own? And so the Wolverine is going to play in today's future past, and to, or whatever it's called. Just anybody from Fox is listening. Give up your plan. Yeah. They you lo- you lost back. Daredevil. I don't know back. how many characters well, just, Fantastic the, and, Four and, and Ghost Rider and Ghost they lost Rider. Daredevil, but Ghost it's just like it's, fu- it's fine if they want to like have their own thing. It's like you got but the right two movies. I know, but it's like well, here's the thing. Like, X Men is a lot of characters. X Men alone is like stupid with with characters. Yeah. But it's like uh, they were already something like Amazing Spider Man. They wanted to get the Oscorp building in the skyline yeah. of mm-hmm. Avengers, and there was just time. Right? They ran out of time. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like some level of well, Sony. Sony, that's not Fox, Fox. Yeah. was willing to play along. Yeah, so maybe more. Amazing Spider-Man 2 will something. Or maybe Avengers 2 will have that goddamn building. All I want is a CG Spider-Man to swing by in a cutaway shot. In an establishing shot. Meanwhile, thwip. Yay! It's the same universe! <laughs> Speaking of Spider-Man, I, you, you, I tweeted that Jeez. picture of Spider-Man in his new movie oh, costume. Yeah. You don't like it. It's just so weird. I love it because it's the comic. It is just the page. It's the co- the comic book page come to life with big white eyes. I like the eyes. It's just something if I, about. If I'm being cynical, like, yeah, you're going to get something directly from the comic when you have the director of 500 Days of Summer who's never had a comic in his life. What? He, no, the costume wasn't from the comic last time, and he directed that too. I know, but I'm just saying, like, he has to take any lead he can get. Because he, he might not have any first, thought. But he didn't in the all first right, right. one. I like the Amazing Spider-Man suit. Yeah, I thought it, too it many seemed, lines. It seemed like a thing someone would make. It didn't look bad. It, uh, I'll admit, I think it looked in action, in movement, yeah. on the screen. It looked better than McGuire's mm-hmm. costume. Yeah. Which was pretty close to the comic costume, I must admit. Yeah, but so. yeah, I don't know. I, I liked that they were trying to differentiate, and the new one's like, yeah, that's nice, I guess. But mm. I don't know. It's only that one picture, so whatever. It's I'll, a photo from the yeah, set, too. I mean, not I'll color wait, corrected. Yeah, I'll wait till it. You know, I see, wonder when see the first trailer is going to come out. For that. I mean, I would assume it'll be a while. And maybe they'll have something ready for when Thor. If it's next year, maybe they have a trailer ready maybe for when for Thor, Thor comes out. Definitely yeah. Cap, it would seem. Oh, well, Cap, like, Cap's going to come out not too long before it comes yeah, out. Yeah, April. Uh, maybe Thor, maybe. Yeah. Teaser or something. 
Uh, all right, so we've talked for so long about Iron it's Man. It's true. We had a lot to say. It, but was a, it was a good movie. I have just one last thing to say about, right. about the movie, and we can end it here. Ever since the Iron Man, everybody wants to robot well, I don't think there's anything else to say about it, but if you'd like to, in the forums, the question of the week for this week, we're retrofitting in, is what was your favorite? I think there probably have been forums that just were like talking about just general feelings on Iron Man, but name either your least favorite or most favorite moment in Iron Man 3, and do that in the forums, and we will read your responses next week. Mine's a robot. And in fact, part. next week, I promise we will do an all, it'll be a reader response episode. We're going to read a ton of stuff in the forums in the last three weeks of questions. I promise you. Promise. Promise.